Welcome to Rams Rewind, a podcast that looks back at all of the action from VCU men's basketball. In this special off-season edition, host George Templeton reviews what's been happening since the last time the Rams hit the court. And now, here's George. Welcome to Rams Rewind. This is part of the series that we're doing about the incoming players here to VCU for the men's basketball team for season 2022-23. And tonight we're going to talk about Christian Fermin, who's one of the jewels of the class, maybe the jewel of the class. Uh, lots of fans I know were as, were as excited about getting him as anybody we, that, that's going to come to VCU this season. And we're so happy to have Rich Williams, who's the coach of uh, Pocono Mountain West High School, has coached him for four years. And Rich, it's great, Coach Williams. It's great to have you here on Rams Rewind. Thank you for taking time to speak with us today. Thanks for having me, George. I really appreciate it. Um, I watched a YouTube video about Christian Fermin last night. It was really great, and you were on there talking about it. And what I and the first thing that caught my eye or caught my ear was the fact that he had tried out for the team as an eighth grader, didn't make the team, came back. Now I I'm just curious because a lot with a lot of these players, especially players that are his, his size, they start out in one position, hit the growth spurt, and end up in another position. You know, do you remember how big he was at the time when he first tried out for you? And did he did, and did he hit the growth when did he hit the growth spurt, which maybe changed him into what he is now, a big a big, you know, huge presence in the middle? Yeah. Um yeah, I mean his his prog his progress has been pretty crazy. I mean it's hard for people to really understand, I guess, unless you've been around um, larger players before. Uh, when he was in seventh grade, he got cut from our team, and he was he was probably around, you know, maybe like covering around six foot at that time and just super goofy and couldn't make a layup and couldn't, you know, just really had no idea how to play the, play the game. Um, he came back out as an eighth grader. He made the team, and when he made it, um, he didn't play much. He was on the team. We, we, basketball is very, very, uh, it's, 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 it's our school's biggest sport. So, uh, in seventh and eighth grade, we keep about 20 kids on the seventh grade team and 20 kids on the eighth grade team. Um, we probably have about a hundred kids total try out. So, um, he was one of those kids that got kept as an eighth grader, but he never got on the court at that point. He was probably around six, two, six, three. Um, but literally, you know, I remember walking into a practice and my assistant, uh, Quindell Bryce, who is Christian's mentor and trainer, um, saying to me, like, I said, who's the big kid? And he said, oh, coach, he's, he stinks. He said, he's terrible. He goes, but you know, he goes, he goes, there's something probably in there. He goes, we'll keep working with him. But, um, you know, he can't, he can't even make a layup. So I watched a couple drills and he was shooting the ball over to rim and, you know, didn't know which leg to jump off of on a layup. And it was, it was pretty embarrassing, but, um, but nonetheless, you know, the, 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 the cool thing about him was that as he kept progressing and growing and he kept working, you know, now all of a sudden, again, going back to your question, he went from maybe like six, three as a ninth grader or as an eighth grader to about probably about six, five, six, six as a ninth grader. And then as a 10th grader, he was up to about six, seven, Junior, he was about up to six nine. Senior, six ten. And now, from what I understand, um, you know, Coach Byer. I talked to Coach Byers the other day, and he he seems to think that he's he's above the six ten mark now. I don't think they officially um, they officially measured him yet, 
he just got there on Saturday, last Saturday, but um, he seems to continue to grow. So who knows? So this is just a, it was a steady. It's a steady. Thing. It was not a huge five inches in one. No, he didn't. He didn't shoot up. He wasn't like you know. I, I've heard stories about Anthony Davis. Like you know, he was a you know a guard, small guard, handling the ball, and then all of a sudden, boom, you know, pops up to six eleven, and you know now you have a some sort of freak, some sort of freak, you know, guard that's able to handle the ball and block shots and defend. So now it wasn't like that with him. It was just it was it was it was just kind of progressive and. Um, but, you know, more, more importantly was his progress in terms of just getting better as a player. And he was so devoted to getting better. And when he was an eighth grader, I think, you know, he, he, he had basically mentioned to us that I was tired of getting made fun of. I didn't play. I was bigger than everyone else. I sat the bench. Um, you know, people would, people would laugh and people would joke with me and that, you know, he, he wasn't one of those people that was willing to sit back and kind of listen to the joke. So he, uh, really impressive self-made kind of story. Well, and, and one of the other things that jumped out of, now that you mentioned that one of the things, questions that was answered for me right away that made me feel so good about this player coming in is culture fit 100%. Basketball is the biggest thing at your school. Well, that's the case at VCU. We don't have football. So basketball is basketball is it. Baseball a little bit, but basketball is really it at VCU. So that's kind of interesting that it's the same that it's the same at his high school. But just listening in, in that video about how what you talked about, being that devoted to the work. And and you know, with Mike Rhodes and with the way our university is, we, we're, we're we're a bunch of guys that grind. That's that's the, that's the way our team is. You know, defense defense is the, is the is the anchor of everything for us, and and you know, gosh, I, I mean, it's a hand in if, to me, it's a hand in glove fit. I agree, um, and I think he's a very emotional, emotionally intelligent kid. Um, which you know, if you if you if you're around teenagers, it's something that that's not something that kids have anymore. They don't have a whole lot of emotional intelligence, and I think he realized very quickly during the recruiting process that, Hey, you know, coach Rhodes is a lot like coach Williams and coach Byers is a lot like coach Bryce. And, you know, coach Scott is a lot, a lot like coach Dixon and coach Pinka. And just, I just think it, it, he, he saw a lot of, a lot of, uh, um, you know, a lot of matching up between both programs. Um, and it's obvious that VCU cares deeply about their players and cares about not just the player, but the person. <clears throat> and we, we pride ourselves on that. Um, you know, we're a big, you know, sometimes people say culture is an overused word in, uh, in basketball, but I don't, I don't think that, I think that, you know, I think that the word should be said, you know, a, a million more times. I mean, it's, it's something that makes or breaks programs. And, uh, you know, we're, this is our 20, this, this will be our 21st year, um, uh, as a, you know, as a school in, uh, in Pennsylvania, we split from the original Pocono mountain 20 years ago, they split to East and West. And, um, you know, we've been, we've been, we've been here 20, this will be 21st year. And I mean, we're, we're extremely lucky to have the culture that we have and we've worked really hard at, at building it. And I know VCU is the same. I know how hard they've worked at, you know, whether it was, whether it was Shaka or Will Wade or, or coach Rhodes, I, I know that obviously the, the culture is extremely strong there and, you know, people want to say mid major, but um, you know, I don't think anyone that, that actually knows college basketball believes that they're a mid major. 
Um, so it's kind of the same with us, you know, we're, we're, pro- we're, we're probably looked at, you know, in the state, we're not, we're a public school, we're the largest classification, but nonetheless, we're not a, we're not in the Philly Catholic league and we're not a charter. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, we're, we're not looked at as maybe, you know, the, the, the top, the very top rung, but, you know, somehow, some way in 20 years, we've, we've, we've gone to, you know, uh, we've won two district championships. We've been to the state playoffs five times. Um, you know, we've won seven league championships. So, and we produced five all state players in that in just 20 years. So <clears throat> we kind of, again, like I think Christian just saw that parallel between programs. And I think that's what, that's what really drew him to, uh, to coach Rhodes and VCU because it's, it's, it's just like, it's a perfect match as far as I'm concerned. Uh, and I agree with that. Looking at those numbers from, from his, I guess it's his final year, the 6.8 blocks per game jumped out at me. Yeah, As I said, defense is an anchor. One of the things about some of our depart, departed inside players that was really great is that they could defend wherever on the court, whether it was two feet from the basket or 20. We had a guy, he's transferred now, but his name was Hassan Ward. Yep. One of the, he was one of the leaders in blocks in the, in the conference year in and year out, and he could defend – just as easily on the perimeter as he could inside. You know, that's something that's going to be a big thing with all our newcomers is what kind of defensive players are they? How comfortable is Christian defending, not just at the basket, but away from the basket? Yeah, so my, my brother-in-law is our defensive coordinator. Um, he's, a, he's a, you know, a basketball lifer in Pennsylvania. Um, and his saying is we play offense because we have to. So, you know, that's, that's, you know, he wants to, he wants to make t-shirts. So my offensive coordinator fights with them all the time that, you know, they kind of, they kind of have a, a thing going back and forth about offense and defense, but, um, and I try to stay out of it, but I'm not dumb. I know, you know, defense wins championships and, um, you know, obviously VCU realizes that. And, you know, I think coach Rhodes hangs his hat on that and we do as well. And, um, you know, I, I, I got together with my, this group now, my 2023 group, um, we're about to go to the high school live period tomorrow down to Philly and play. And I said, listen, guys, I said, you know, we're, I don't, I asked him, I said, do you guys know with what, what like, you know, BC and AD means like, you know, in terms of time, you know, time period before Christ, after death, you know, and some of them knew, some of them didn't. I said, we're in AF. I said, we're after Furman. I said, and we got to figure, you know, we have to figure this out now. Like you guys kind of gambled out on the wings. You got to gamble. We wanted you to gamble, you know, because we had a kid that was back there that was obviously going to take care of business if the ball got to him. Um, And now we have to figure things out on our own and that's going to be difficult. But what he brought to the table every night in terms of blocking shots was he blocks everything with his left hand, which no one taught him. Um, he mirror, he mirrors right-handed players, which you don't see a lot. It's, it's, it's kind of a freak thing. I'm not sure. He definitely didn't, didn't, he, we did, I would love to say we taught him. We didn't teach him that. It was just a, it was just something that he did naturally. And, um, he was always very good with his left hand offensively as well from when he was younger, but just some, for some weird reason, he, he blocks everything with his left hand. So it's, it's just naturally easier for him to block shots because he's mirrored up with a player. And, um, and let's face it, most of, most offenses run to the right side of the floor. So he's, he's mirror, he's mirrored up and, um, he's just a terror. It's, it's, 
you know, we said a lot of times during the season, like it's not just the block shots. It's he might have had seven block shots a game. He's he's altering 15, which is, you know, is is a whole different stat in itself. So his just his defensive prowess and his pride and 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 defensive intensity is uh is off the chart. His motor is his defensive motor is just ridiculous and uh He's gonna I, listen. If, if 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 I would be shocked if he doesn't make a, a some sort of immediate impact, and I don't know about you know, I'm, offense is tough in college, but I think on the defensive end, I think he brings something to the table right away. You know, the first time I'm gonna see him do that on the floor, I'm I feel like I'm gonna float away in delight <laughs> because one of the great skills is you certainly know this as well as anybody is being able to do exactly what you talked about, blocking shots, altering shots, and not fouling. Because if there's anything that, that was troublesome for us last year, it was it was foul trouble in the front court. Because, you know, teams are naturally aggressive and they're going to come after you and they want to get your big guys out of the game. And to hear that about a, about a fre- incoming freshman is, is I just, I, well, I can't, like I said, I can't wait to see it. <laughs> Same here. Same here. As an, as an offensive player, what is the thing that he's improved the most on in the last year or two years? And and what do you think we're going to see improve as the season goes on as, in a freshman season, especially if he gets a lot of time, which again, I think he will get a lot of time because I think there's a lot of opportunity in the front court. Yeah. Um, I mean, from an offensive standpoint, his shooting has been, has been phenomenal. Um, I, I don't know, you know, again, like the old, a lot of college coaches get get annoyed with high school coaches because a high school coach will will say, "Hey, coach, he can play for you." Like you know, like he fits your system, whatever. And really, in all reality, high school coaches, you know, you might have an idea, but you don't really know. And um, <clears throat> so, I, I don't know where he. F- I don't know exactly where he fits offensively into Coach Rhodes' scheme. You know, in that matter, I'm not. I'm not sure. And I. I don't know. I wa- obviously I watched a ton of games this year whenever they were on TV. Me and I have three sons, young sons, you know, my kids would have their VCU shirts on and we'd be, we'd be watching from the couch and we watched a lot of, of, of VCU basketball this year. Um, you know, I know that the, the bigs that they had this past year, um, it didn't look like they shot the ball a lot from the perimeter. I, I, I do think that Christian, <clears throat> excuse me, I do think that Christian has, has come leaps and bounds in that area. Um, Again, his mentor, uh, Quindell Bryce, who has trained him since he's been in eighth grade, um, when Christian was a sophomore for me, I was hell-bent on keeping him inside. And the reason for that was I don't think in this day and age, I think if you take a kid who is his size and you start to let him do what he wants from the outside the arc, I think you never get him back inside. So my 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 thinking was – as a sophomore, let's get him established down in the post. Let's teach him how to play in the post. And then we still had two more years to get him to be able to read screen and roll action, uh, or excuse me, screen and roll defenses and pop if he wanted to out of those actions uh, or out of those defenses, excuse me, out of those coverages and and shoot the ball. Over the past two years, he shot the ball extremely well. This year, I think he wound up with like 34, 35 threes on the year where he was where he was understanding that there was drop coverage um, and that kind of everyone was loading up on him at the rim. And um, I, I think he shoots the ball well, and I think that's something that he can he can become even better at with you know with the the unbelievable coaching that you know VCU is going to offer him um, in terms of underneath. Um, you know, he, 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 he has a really nice left hand. 
um, something that a lot of bigs I don't think have. He can hook it over his right shoulder really well. Um, and I think, you know, obviously he, he, he plays, you know, he, he's a, he's a post player first because we kind of forced him to be that. So, um, you know, I, I'm hoping to see him obviously, you know, have expand his game and, you know, be able to, to do some different things, but that's, that's ultimately up to coach Rhodes. That's out of my hands. Keeping him inside and teaching him to play in the post. I, I, I again, music to my ears, yeah. absolutely music to my ears, hearing stuff like that. I, I just, the, 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 the emergence, I shouldn't say the emergence, the, the overusing of big players out on the perimeter and the turning, turning everybody into like an oversized small forward is one of those things about basketball that kind of gets on my nerves a little bit. Well, and listen, and, and I, I'm with you and to be honest with you and I, and I get it, things have changed. You know what I mean? And I'm, I'm 44 years old and, and, you know, I've been, I've been a varsity coach now for, this is going to be my sixth year. And I coached under somebody who was a very old school coach who, you know, if you were, you know, if you were over a certain size, you were going to go play inside and, 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 you know, and that's changed. And, and I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna totally handcuff him, but I wanted to make sure that I thought for his development and for, you know, for, for the purposes, obviously of playing division one basketball that, Hey, you better be able to, you better be able to handle yourself down low before you go out and start messing around out near the arc. Now, listen, can he make money down the road? Possibly behind that arc. Sure. I mean, you know, I mean, it's a possibility like, and that's what everyone's looking for at that next level. But you know what else they're looking for? They're looking for dudes who rebound. They're looking dudes who tough. They're looking for dudes who block shots and they're looking for dudes, you know, who who are going to, who are going to battle down in the trenches. So, um, you know, if he, if he can figure out how to do both the next three or four years, I think, uh, you know, I think hopefully we, we, maybe we got him off on the right foot and, you know, I, I know, I know VCU is going to get him to where he needs to go. In that capacity. Well, and you mentioned you mentioned rebounding. That's a particular bugaboo of mine. Just as somebody that watches the game, when you when you don't get, especially defensive rebounding, because to me that that's one of the two things. It doesn't take a lot of talent. It takes just work and hustle and want to get the ball. Rebounding's been an issue for VCU. We've never been a great rebounding team, at least not for a long time. You know, how does Christian help in that regard? I mean, listen, on the high school level, he was an unbelievable rebounder. I mean, he, he, he you know, he, he, he broke every record that we have at our high school. And the crazy part is, is that um, he only played 11 games as a junior because of COVID. So, you know, I mean, we, we play in Pennsylvania, we play, we play 22 regular season games and then you have your league playoffs. So you have a, a chance to play between one and three, three more games. Then you have your district playoff where you get to play. You could possibly, excuse me, possibly play between one or three more games. And then you have your state playoff. So, I mean, I mean, you know, he could have absolutely wound up with a thousand points and a thousand rebounds. I think he wound up with like 700, I want to say off the top of my head, 760 or 770 rebounds. Um, And again, he didn't play his freshman year. He played freshman basketball his freshman year and he had a, and the COVID year. So you're talking about an insane amount of rebounding. He had a couple games this year where he was way over 20 rebounds. Um, and again, I, it just, that that's like you said, that's effort. That's a want. It's a, it's, it's a need to go get the ball. And um, he has that. Um, now look, is it going to be more difficult? Absolutely. Obviously. I mean, there's going to, you know, there was a lot of games this year where we did, you know, where we were playing and he was, 
by far the biggest dude on the court. And that's going to, that's going to obviously change some numbers. Right. But, um, you know, I, I think that he has that motor, he has that need for the ball. Um, he, he has a very good ability to go get, grab it at its highest point, um, to go get it where other people can't get it. So at this next level, he's going to be having a fight with other dudes at that, at that point. Um, and, you know, and I think at that point it comes down to the weight room and strength and conditioning and, you know, and, and just a, an overall want for the ball. I think, I think he'll take care of business in that area. I just, I think that, uh, you know, I just think strength and conditioning in general at the next level is so different than what we do at the high school level. Um, obviously we only have a certain amount of days to do it and we only have, you know, certain resources and, you know, I know he, he showed up on campus the first day and I think he was, you know, I think he was in the weight room the first day. So it's like, he's going to have that weight room. He's going to have that nutrition. He's going to have them telling him what to eat every day and how to, how to bulk up. And, you know, and that's, that's all stuff that, that in my opinion, um, that links straight to rebounding. It's linked straight. It links straight to, you know, just being a, being a, a monster underneath the glass. A hardworking, devoted player, very good defensive player, very good rebounder, and somebody that's absolutely committed. Uh, VCU fans, we've got a really good one here. I don't think there's any question about that. I think everybody knew that already. Like I said, when he committed, the excitement, at least in the fan groups I, I'm in, was off the chart. And, and you know, seeing that highlight video uh, from 2021 and then talking you, to you today – um, I can't. I can't wait to see what this young man's going to do, especially in the A10, where there's some brutes and there's some pretty tough hombres down sure, the middle. For sure, I'm. I'm very much looking forward to this, Coach Williams. I appreciate this so much. Thank you very much for joining us. Anything that you want to plug, social media, whatever. Anything else? Anything you want to say at the end here? Uh, go ahead. Thank no, you. no. I, I just appreciate you having me on, and I, I really enjoy talking about him. He's, um, you know, you guys are getting. A, a fantastic person. And that's, I think the most important part. He's just, you know, he's going to be, I think he's really going to be a great player. His ceiling's super high. Um, you know, he's going to, he's one of those late bloomers. He started late, but on top of it, like, you know, you'll, you guys will see soon enough, I'm assuming in interviews or whatever. And I'm sure you could see on some of the interviews that are, you know, that were, that were done in high school. Like he's just, he's, he's extremely just, he's articulate and he's, he's bright and his IQ is through the roof. And he's a, he's a kid. I think, I believe he's going to wind up, you know, being a, um, a computer engineer major and, or a computer science major, excuse me. And, you know, he's just, he's, he's just, he's different. He's a unicorn. Like we, we always call him. And, uh, you know, we're just, we're, up here on the mountain, we're just super excited to to have him there, and you know to be around. It seems like your guys' fan base is just un- unbelievable. So we're uh, we're looking forward to it. And like I said earlier, I just I thank you for having me on, and I I always like talking about the kid because he's a fantastic kid. Thank you very much, Coach Williams. Rams rewind. This is not the uh, this won't be the last one. We're going to be doing a whole series on the incoming players. So look for those as they come out. Thank you all for listening. Have a good night, everybody. To submit a question for George to answer in an upcoming episode or to inquire about sponsorship opportunities for this podcast, please email ramsrewind at gmail.com. Thanks for listening to this episode of Rams Rewind.